Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey! Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSO. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Love this song. Uh, Come on. That gives me good and plenty juicy fruit. Uh, Juicy. Uh, best part of the show. Oh, God, man. Please. Juicy fruit. Mm. Everybody could use a little juicy fruit. I thought the first segment juicy. was probably the best of the show. Man. The show is over. Goodbye. Horrible. It's horrible. Man, this, I now, love this song. Now the show can begin. Yeah. And then song. end in hour three, you know, at the beginning of hour three. Can't get enough of it. Two horrible songs, one amazing song. We should just have this song be the intro for all three hours. All three hours. All three Because it's so good. Makes so much sense. Now that you say that, Jonas, it makes makes too much sense. Listen, I love it. Are we ready to change our songs? Are we ready? (laughs) I'm like stuck between like three or four that I I want for the next one. Mm. This was a doozy. Wait till I give y'all my next one. Oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I can't wait to get pumped up from it. Um. Lots Speaking of getting pumped up, yeah. Why are people so fired up about storming the court? Mm. Is it literally because we've we've seen in the case of really just Flipkowski for Duke getting her? Like the Caitlin Clark one was like, okay, she might have initiated contact. Yeah, that was and, a bit of a flop. Yeah. Upon looking at it, maybe we shouldn't have used that as an example. But now we're going to make an example out of it. Because of what happens with Kyle Flipkowski, which if you watch that, it looks like he kind of initiated some of the contact with the individual, too, based on the footage of it. He did get hurt in the end. And I'm not trying to make the case by saying this, that he was in the wrong in any way. But Storm the Court's gone on for a long time. And we've been able to avoid a lot of this. Why is it becoming an issue now? 
Mm. It's people want to complain. That's really all it is. Like this, and it's not like there's been an altercation over and over and over again. There's been a couple of examples, but now people are are pissy about it, and because somebody got hurt, and it is different than the Caitlin Clark because it was a flop. It did appear that the Wake Forest fan was taunting him, and then ran so into. What? Well, I mean, but this is this is where this discussion comes from, and then you've got people saying. Well, where was the security? Like, why were they already getting ready to run onto the court? You know, there should be some sort of a, a lapse between the games over and then you allow people to run on. But it's, it's college kids who are drunk on campus who ran onto the court. Like, it's happened before. It's not like, look, LeGarrette Blunt was onto something. All right. Like, if you don't want it to happen, he took care of it. Right, somebody ran. Somebody, Dang, well, that wasn't rushing the court. Well, there was a player. There was a lot of chaos. That was a player, there was, yeah. and and somebody ran his mouth, and he and he took care of Gosh, it. Looked just, like Lavar at that seven on seven tournament. That's like, that was, looked nothing like me at that seven on seven tournament. Jeez, reminded me of that. Man, the overhand right was strong. That was, that was carnage right there. Strong. And let me tell you something. I don't know if y'all have ever met Lou Garrett, but I did, and I tried on his. Uh, <laughs> I think it was his ring finger for his, his one of his Super Bowl rings, and it did not fit on any of my fingers, man. <laughs> I literally borderline could fit two fingers into one of his rings. So that hit that hand that hit that man's head was a big ass hand. <laughs> that was a big ass hand that hit that man. That was a brick that hit him. Just so y'all clear on that. It wasn't a little hand. It wasn't a little finger like from Game of Thrones. It was a big finger. Just saying. You want to hear John Shire, the coach for Duke? Yeah, I think it'd be you want, you want nice to hear, to hear him, like uh, where, where this is all going. Yeah, yeah so, it all uh, going? so here was the Duke head coach afterwards after the incident involving his best player. Disappointed we lost. But look, for me, it's I'm more concerned about the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. But you look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. It's one thing, like, when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court you know you would storm the court now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor and this has happened to us a bunch this year i don't want this to take away at all from wake they earned it they deserve the win they're they're really good so there was uh, sounds like a sissy to me what (laughs) he does bring up a good point that like the blame should be in my opinion more on the arenas the security in their, their arenas or lack thereof and then the timing and element of how they do all this. Like, like I, I'm not advocating that, you know, they uh, subject these players and coaches to being, you know, thrown into a, a huge mosh pit, essentially, when they're storming the court. But it does feel like, if for whatever reason this year, like, things are happening faster and the, the schools, the campuses, the arenas, they're not even trying to stop it. I mean, I've been in different places where they'll have, like, security out there with a rope and they'll hold the rope up until the other team's off the field. They, you know, can securely get to the People locker go room. through them ropes, though. No, but they, a lot of times, they like places I've been, they've had enough up there where it, like, you know, like the kids abide by it, and there's police officers and stuff too, and so it makes sense. You know, in this case, there really wasn't much of any of that. So I, 
I understand the, the point from player safety, but we're also using outliers. Like, this doesn't happen all the time. And, and if you're worried about the, the well-being of your student-athletes and some guy not taking a, you know, a cheap shot at, at Kyle Flipkowski, that could happen on tobacco, anywhere on Tobacco Road, like in, in, in any of those spots. It's not like Wake and Duke and North Carolina and NC State are all that far from one another. Like, if some dude wants to come down, find the kid on campus, take a cheap shot, he could do that. You know? I would, I would love to see, hear how many coaches have said this in reference to them being at home. I, that would be my first observation. Like, are you complaining about the court getting rushed at home when you well, win a big game at home? Yeah. I mean, Wake Forest did, did have an issue with it as well, too. At home? Yeah. Like they, they thought there the was... coach had an issue with. They thought it was an egregious store core. Well, well, because we didn't hear any, we didn't sound from them. Do we have any sound from Wake Forest? I, I, I don't believe we have Wake Forest oh, side, but they right. did talk about it afterwards. That they were they like, were, that was just too much. There was they too were, many people. I can't believe our fans. Was all these paid, I can't believe they'd be excited about that's our win ridiculous. Over Duke. By the way, do they serve? I know that a lot of uh, football games are serving booze now. Are they serving booze at, at basketball games in college? Are they serving booze? Are they, hey, Lee, you think they're serving booze at basketball games in college? Yeah, can you look up whether or not Wake Forest. I hope so. Uh, has any booze? I hope so. Is it just beer and yeah. wine, like some cheap no, no, thing, it, or what? It's booze. Yeah, it's okay. definitely booze. All right, just want to get to hey, the bottom. Also, of that. when he references getting punched in the head and stuff like that, is that really happening? Are fans running out there and accosting, you know, the the players on the on the court? Are they beating them up? Are they are they like rushing the court and jumping? the opposing team like y'all got this ass whipping by our basketball team now we're going to whoop your ass as fans like is that what's is that what's really happening yeah was there a, was the tsp crew in wake forest this weekend as well too what up tsp i mean <laughs> hey we gotta um, be careful about what we be saying on air because i found out this this weekend something i said about uh, a certain player in particular that's going in the draft this year and the parents are very upset with me like what do you mean? Super upset with me. Who? For saying it. Um, you know, I'll just say. Just Let me say this. I'm not sure if you guys knew this, too, by the way. And this came up actually last week. We never had a chance to speak about it. Do you know there's a fine, obviously, for the for the, the court storming in, in a lot of these different conferences? Because, like, when, when LSU upset Kentucky at home and they stormed the court, they got fined $100,000. Wow. Okay? That's the first offense. The second offense is two hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars. A third offense is five hundred thousand dollars. Now, here's what gets really interesting about this. So, the conference in this case would be the SEC. You know, right now we're talking about obviously an ACC matchup in Duke and Wake Forest, but the conference, the SEC, when they're playing another conference opponent, that one hundred thousand dollars goes to Kentucky. Oh wow! So, think about the next offense. Someone could cash in on two hundred fifty thousand dollars if it's a school. conference opponent yeah it goes to that other school their rival their com, you know competing school if it's within their same conference mm. well think if it's about not that same conference. that's not bad <laughs> exactly so now if you're wake forest do you I, I don't know the ac's acc's approach to this i assume most conferences now have in place some sort of of fine for this and they're obviously are going to try to find a way of um you know, limiting and, and forcing schools to have better security and, and all that to, to hold back their students to at least protect the players. Uh, and some schools we've seen in the past, oh, we'll, we'll, glad, we'll gladly pay that fine. 
And in this case, though, like LSU giving 100000 to KU or Wake giving 100000 to Duke, it's like I don't think you need to help Duke or UK out anymore, right? <laughs> like they already, they already are, they're already in a pretty good spot from a basketball perspective. Like I don't know if you have to give them any more you know, monetary advantages in the world of NIL at this point. Um, do you guys have a problem if fan runs onto the court, say this happens again, and the player just – Lights Cold him up. Thing. I mean, just lights him up. Like, would no. you have an issue? Because I, I, th- I think that's kind of how it works. Like, you enter into that arena, you put yourself in risk of that. So, mm. I, I, but I think the counter argument to it is when those fans enter into it, like the players then subjected to it. But it's it's a little apples to oranges comparison because you've got I don't know hundreds of students who are running down onto the court from all different angles and directions. It's not like it's necessarily a fair fight. But and I'm not advocating for fighting. I'm just saying, if a fan runs out of the court and a player takes care of him and gets him off, especially if it's during the game, or, or he comes up to the athlete and the athlete cold clocks him or whatever because he says something or does something, like that's what they deserve. Because like, it's the same thing as a streaker. When a streaker runs onto the field and gets lit up by security, everyone celebrates it. To me, right. it's it's the same thing. I mean, they're they're yeah. putting like just do what WWE does. If somebody runs into the ring from the crowd, they get their ass beat. Like, you can find videos. Is that of, what they do? Oh, yeah. There's a video of Triple H where some fan runs in in the middle of a match. Oh, yeah. He he spikes this dude on his head with a suplex and just starts pounding him out. And then the official, the referee, starts kicking this dude in the head while he's on the ground in the <laughs> ring. And they're, they're detaining him before security comes in. It was like he jumped into the ring and he just got he got smoked. So, Lee, we have an update on the beer that they sell at those. Uh, uh, I think it was pronounced booze. Yeah. What do they got there? Uh, I don't find booze, but I did find some uh, some of the beer they sell at the at the Coliseum. They got uh, some seven Saturdays IPA six, six two. Whew. Also, what are some, we talking about some why, wicked, why the Coliseum? They, well, it's called the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum is what it's called. It. It's a basketball stadium, but they call themselves a Coliseum. I thought you were talking about like Southern Cal. I know, right? That's actually that actually came up, but no, it's what they call themselves. And they also oh. got some uh, some other IPAs, some like, seven three Wicked Weed Brewing. Oh, Jonas, you be all over that. A yeah. Seven three, man. Seven you, three. Let me taste something. You, you have a couple of those throw burners, and you're throwing down with John Shire next time. You're going straight for the coach, probably. Listen, yeah. I get it. Now it makes sense. All right, yeah. innocent just on all imagine, charges. Just yeah. a match seven point three. <laughs> man. Damn. Keep your pants on. You know? I, I, probably not oh with a 7.3. Got to be careful. Funny. IPAs are so douchey. <laughs> See, you just had a bad experience with an IPA. That's all. No, I've drank many IPAs. It's just I, I'm not an IPA guy. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to put out the hipster vibes and grow out a beer and then talk about this IPA and the story behind the bottling label that of it. That definitely like, sounds exactly from. like Jonas. I'll yeah. tell you that. Jeez. And then it'd go outside and like hit like a vape pen, then come back inside and finish my. I'm just not going to do it. Now right? with an IPA, do do they like shake the glass to see if it's got legs, like uh, people do with wine, which is one of the most obnoxious. Why are you asking do. me? I don't drink it. <laughs> but you you know that how beer works and wine works, all right? You know that you like you're you're in on this. The stuff. best too is you... if you if you go, you know, it, it's actually good to go out with a like a buddy who drinks IPAs because. They typically like sip on it. Like they won't drink more than one or two. So they're a cheap like buddy to go out and buy a couple beers for. Meanwhile, like you get your friend who drinks, I don't know, twelve domestics, right? Like Coors Light, can just throw them back. Completely different story. You know, some of these IPA folks will sit there and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
7.3. Okay, I don't want to get too wild here and have more than one. There's there's no difference between that and shaking a wine glass to see whether or not it's got like legs or whatever they call it on the glass. There's no difference. Did you just transition back to talking about your legs question? Snob is snob, right? So if if you're an IPA snob, if you're a wine snob, you're the same person. Not even the same person. Not even the same person. Um, Hmm. Shane Gillis, Bud Light guy. Yeah, that, that that's a guy who would just rip Bud Lights. He, he's not into well, sipping. Yeah, so into so if, if I was gonna if I was gonna well, he just hosted Saturday Night Live this past weekend. Did a mm. tremendous job, by the way. Great job, great. Shane. By the way, um, the the look on the band's face behind him when he was dropping some of those jokes about his family. I don't want. I, first of all, I don't want to even repeat the material because I can't. Yeah, do you, it it's not made for, as he said. It's not made for TV. <laughs> so. <laughs> they were like, whoa. Okay, that, that uh, jumped in hard there. Uh, took a oh, turn. Man, it's so well done. Yeah. God, I love that guy. Yeah, the funny thing is, we we actually had talked when I got to hang out with him about how once you get done playing sports, like there is all this mentality of like everyone wanting to get like you all like and and Lavar, you've actually coached high school, so you can speak to this. But like you get done, and, and I experienced this Saturday, by the way. You get done, and you see like young young people. And you're like, oh man, what's the frame on them? What do you think they weigh? How old are they? I bet, I bet someone could really turn them into something. Like, like you, I, mean, I was literally just doing that at a high school showcase, mm-hmm. who were juniors and seniors with a bunch of other like D3 and AI, um, you know, JUCOs that were looking at a lot of kids in South Florida. It's like, it was a great event, but these coaches are coming up to me and we're like, we're all looking at these young guys. And we're like, man, one seven one, you know, he's got a lot of explosion. He looks kind of raw, but you know, it, like it's just weird. Like you evolve into after you've like experienced that and uh, basically become like a high school coach. You know, you're like, always recruiting. In your mind, you're always recruiting. It's not even recruiting, like just even evaluating. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. But you're, that's why, because it's so hard to find kids. So you're always rec- in your mind. It's evaluating, recruiting. I, it's all like so. Like I did that the other day. I don't even coach anymore. I did it the other day. I was driving, dropping my kid off, and I was like, "Look how big that kid is." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, he's he looks soft, but I mean, man, if if we could get him to, you know." Hit some weights, or, I, I, bro. It's crazy you know? though, because then you start being like, "All right, where are the parents at? Let me see the parents." Like, I mean, it's it, it's so weird, but it just you evolve into that. And for yeah. listeners I, that didn't watch Saturday Night Live, that's that was like part a tiny, tiny, tiny part of one of the jokes he was kind of telling uh, about. I, I sent Brady a video of my son throwing the football around. And what did I say? And Brady responds. Hey, so listen, you got to get him in baseball. You got to get him in this. Uh, you got to start working on that. It's like, like, dude, he's not I, even, I told him I said, two years old. I, like, I go, you need to start teaching him how to skip rocks. Because what, what I want his son to come away with is the ability to throw anything. Mm. Like, I think when you look at a lot of the top quarterbacks, like Patrick Mahomes, if you put anything in his hand, he can throw it. Okay, he played baseball, grew up, obviously his dad played. You know, that, that was probably going to be the sport, if not football. But clearly football and everything else. You could give him anything. He could figure out how to throw it. And that's largely because a lot of like young kids who grow up in those environments, they just figure out a way to like to make it work and like make it happen and play the game. Russell Wilson, very similar in the sense of like growing up playing baseball and then transitioning football and like similar as far as how you go about playing like that. So I don't anyway, we're getting off on a huge tangent, but wow. it was a good stand up. It, it was, was uh <laughs> Shots out to Shane. Yeah. It, it, it was uh, somehow we got away from court storming, which I'm not sure. 
This turned I'm out not, to be more interesting to me than, than the court well, story. I thought the fine system was rather interesting. I didn't. Now, that's pretty interesting. I don't think the ACC has that in place, from what I read, that they don't have something like that, which they're probably missing out because a hundred grand, hey. Well, yeah, away. it's like, I, I, like like you said Wake Forest was upset about it. I, I'm like, I'm sure they'll be even more upset about it when they have to give 100000 to Duke. <laughs> Again, when you're recruiting against these guys, it's like, oh, great, $100,000, a little bit more for the private planes they'll be taking across the country to go recruit their players the next time they can come down and try to beat us. Well, you know? Listen, March Madness right around the corner. I'm telling you right now, I already got the fever. I got the fever. Watching some college hoops. We were emailing about it last Ugh. night. Seeing Rick Patino in that white suit, oh man! Like it just uh, just really revved my engine this oh, weekend watching college basketball. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to tell you about what the NFL is planning to do to save an important moment each and every game, and it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. 
Coming up a little over 15 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to have ourselves an FSRIR where we report any injuries, issues, ailments from a long weekend for the crew here. That'll be yours here again 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. So the NFL may actually care about the kickoff. They might actually care about something that we've all grown up with, something that is a part of football vernacular, something that starts every single game. They might actually care about it because there's a lot of people that were expecting the NFL to just do away with it. It's a, The play's a waste, et cetera, et cetera. They've tried different variations of it. But apparently, according to NFL media, the XFL's kickoff rule could be the one they go with in the NFL to try and save that play and make kickoffs great again. How the XFL uh, rule works out, it goes kicker lining up at the 30-yard line. The other 10 members of the kickoff team are lined up at the opponent's 35-yard line, so they are five yards away from the returning team, and the kicker and returner are the only players who can move until the ball is fielded. So less impact between the guys, uh, the up men there, as opposed to the NFL, where they've got everybody lined up 15 yards apart. Part. So it looks like the NFL is going to have these discussions in March, and the potential is this could be implemented in the 2024 season, and I hope it does. Let's go. Really, you guys, you guys like it? You want to see this rule? Yes. Implemented? If I it's going to save the kickoff, I'm I in. Don't. I'm into it. Why don't you want to see it uh, implemented, Lavar? Because uh, I, I think it should just stay the same. I, okay. I don't know why they're trying. Like I just feel like it gets to a point where adjustments and adaptations are too it's too much so it's too much i think this was a little bit born out of especially this year kind of highlighted this it was born out of like the pat being a kind of just move, like we're like we're going through the motions of the point after try like it like kickers became so good at it and it was so hard to try to block one <clears throat> that it, it kind of became like a a non-competitive play. I think it's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So what happens after a touchdown, right? You get up, you go and grab a beer if you're at the stadium, right? Or go hit the head, go, go to the bathroom. If you're watching at home, you're, you're going to go to the fridge, grab a beer. Or, or, you know, you're stopping and watching as soon as the ball grows across, across the goal line. And I, I think the NFL wanted to make the PAT a bit more enticing, and it, it feels like it, it's worked because it's not a given. Now, kickers are still hitting at a very high percentage. But when it comes down to it, and it's, hey, tie ball game, you know, Patrick Mahomes drives down, scores a touchdown, now Butker's got to kick a PAT to tie it up, it feels like there's a little bit more on the line. It feels more like a field goal, right? And I think that's what they're trying to accomplish with this rule by implementing this rule because they want player safety. So hence the reason why they're having players line up five yards away from each other and then not be able to move until the kicker has a chance to field the ball. But they're also, and the other thing um, Jonas didn't mention, is they're going to place the ball at the 35-yard line for touchbacks. So it's 25 now. So if there's a touchback, it's going to go to the 35. And I think some people might hear that and say, well, wouldn't that incentivize the return team to want to have a touchback then if you get the ball in the 35. But what you're going to fail to realize is there's not going to be an opportunity to fair catch the ball the way they have been. They're going to make this thing so they kick the ball and it forces the other team to return it. So if they want to make it a more competitive play and have more kick returns, this strategy will work. Hmm. Now They've got to tweak a couple things, but I'm really interested to see 
um, how it works, how special teams players and coordinators adjust to this. But I, I think the next step is how do you go about handling an onside kick? Because clearly with these rules, that's why the XFL has a separate way of going for their onside, if you will. They have the fourth and what is it? Fourth and 15, fourth I and 20, whatever think, it is. Yeah, I want to uh, forget. Uh, fourth and 15, it, I think it is. It's something like that. But, you know, that's how they go about handling if a team wants to try to retain the football or get the football back. You can't do it with the way you're lining up for the NXFL kickoff if the NFL is going to adopt it. So, you know, how do they go about handling that rule? Do they get rid of the onside kick or do they say, hey, onside kicks are different and we're going to have the team line up? But the problem with that is then you take out some of the scheme and strategy of being able to have a surprise onside with this particular rule. You, you take out a lot of those things. So I, there's still a lot to be, to be worked around uh, with all of this, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of the NFL realizing that it's become a non-competitive play when kickers just blast the ball out of the end zone. And then look, maybe they're willing to do that. Like maybe teams are still saying we don't care if they have zero chance of returning the football. That's a win for us. We'll give them the ball at the 35, even though it gives them one less first down to get closer to getting to a touchdown or, or scoring. So that's, that's where at least the NFL is trying to go with it, and I don't mind it because I think the end result of that is more scoring, which everyone loves. I mean, I think in the beginning, didn't they raise the tee so that they could kick it further? Like, I I, th- I thought that that was something at one point where the, the tee that the kickers were kicking off of were made so that they could kick the ball into the end zone and in and, and hopes that it would make it a safer play. No, no. No return, no no major injuries taking place on kickoffs. I just I just think for me, like I look at certain certain aspects, like certain techniques needed to be addressed one hundred percent. I mean, whether you like it or not, I get it. You know the way you tackle. I, I feel like some of it is questionable. You should still be able to do some of the things that you're not allowed to do anymore, but. That could be me being a Neanderthal and and not evolving. I, I just I just feel like I don't know. Some things just shouldn't change, and and I don't I don't understand why. I f- I feel like if you're going to do anything, just I don't know. I I don't know because these guys can kick the ball so far anymore. It's it's crazy how far these guys are making field um, you know field goals and stuff on the field. So I don't really know what the the adjustment would be to try to keep it routinely traditional well, and and what it was. I I don't so I don't know. I don't know. I'll just say this. I it's also lot, think though. take into account this scoring was down this year. A lot of unders were hitting. Um, we 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 kind of gloss over that sometimes, but. Scoring was not what it has been in the NFL for a period of time. And you'd be shocked if you move up everyone's average start you know, or field position t- 10 yards, what that does for at least field goal attempts, you know, having shots of going for it in fourth down and plus territory as more teams are becoming more aggressive with their fourth down strategy and implementing analytics. That's the other underlying cause and effect of a rule change like this is if the NFL wants more scoring, they're going to get it. In, in this capacity, like you, you, I mean, you're potentially giving a team the ball at the 35 yard line without doing anything with the way kickers are probably going to have to kick the ball to force guys um, to return it and not take a touchback in that case. 
it's it still could end up being a, a decent return depending on how teams adjust to this. So um, I, I just I think that's one of the underlying issues, or I should say issues, one of the underlying um, takeaways from this past season that this rule also impacts or or changes a bit in the future is more scoring. But Lavar, you've got me down a rabbit hole. I'm looking up kicking tees now. You remember the old school orange kicking tee? Yeah, yeah. Sure. back in the day, yeah. like. That just didn't seem. Uh, it doesn't seem all that safe to be uh, left out on the field uh, for whatever reason. There is a return <laughs> guys to get, there. Like just gonna fall on it. I'm just like, <laughs> like, I'm, it's, like three, yeah, it's like a three. It's like a three prong knife sitting on the. But field. that's what they have. Those guys. There's, you know, people usually come and run on the field and grab it. Like I'm, I'm looking. It's at, after the play, though. Isn't yeah, it's true. It's that's after true. The play. Like uh, I thought it could I be like know. a bat boy, like in baseball where, <laughs> you know, they, they swing the bat, they lay it down. The bat boy's running out there to grab right. it because if there's a play at home plate, you know, they got to get out of the way. I just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like now I'll take a look at all these By different. The way, low key, a uh, little trick for all you catchers out there. If you play baseball, you have a, a child who plays baseball and they, ca- they catch, okay? If that hitter hits and there's going to be a play at the plate and the bat happens to be down in front of the plate, if you can, kick that thing down the third baseline. Make that runner have to adjust to the bat, too. Oh, or sometimes it impedes on their ability to slide. Just saying. Yeah. Okay? You don't get the opportunity to do it that often, but especially with a right-handed hitter because of where sometimes they'll end up dropping the bat, you'll have a chance to do it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good move. Yeah. See? People are learning out there. They're getting uh, you know some advice here on this show. Like, that's what we're trying to do here. Bro, I was even coaching up wide receivers this past this past Saturday. I was this one kid kept getting jammed and then like, you know, there he's and so everyone kept playing press man against them. I said, Hey, look. I was like, just come over here for a second. I'm like, there's no officials out here. All right. I said, I know you're trying to line up like you're on the line of scrimmage, but how do we know you're not a slot? How do we know you're not like a flanker and you're off the ball? I go, so when he lines up Take take a step back and give your, yourself a chance to make a move before he gets his hands on you, because this dude was just like he they could not get him. off. Oh my! It wasn't just one kid; it was like every kid. It was like mm. every kid in that. And you know how it works? You go to one of the showcases. Every kid, I want that kid. I, I want, want that help. kid right there. Yeah, because yeah. they want to look good. Tight. And so, he, and so finally, like he was able to get an inside release, ran a nice little dig route, made a good catch. But it's like. There's just little tricks to the trait, you know, and because even like if you are supposed to be on the ball, what you do is you you line up on the ball and you look out at the ref, you start scooting back and you go and you just go, I'm on, I'm on the ball. And as you keep scooting back, make him tell you you're on until you're not, because then the onus is going to be on that official. And so usually that's another way you get a little more space away from a DB who's trying to like jump jam you or play press man. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And coming up next, it is a Monday tradition. The FSRIR, we report any issues, injuries, ailments from a long weekend. And it's yours right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 12 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. Somebody is back in the world of football, back to a place they were at a long time ago, and we will give you the details on that. Coming up here again a little over 12 minutes from now on FSR. Before we get to our FSR IR, though, I want to remind you that shortly after our show, our podcast will be going up, so if you've missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. You search 2Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search 2Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. After your sports weekend, happens. So it's time to get the FSR IR report. Guy, who wants to complain? Who's got something? Oh man, who's got an issue? I, 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 my arm is sore as hell. Uh I'll put it that way. Like, I I try to do this, this this showcase event, help out the Orange Bowl. They do a tremendous job putting on. Basically, a showcase for kids who you know don't have any, uh, I, I guess, commitment or, or future and playing at the next level to this point. So for seniors and then two B juniors, obviously next year, they, they put on a showcase for a bunch of schools, really all, all throughout. A lot, a lot of a lot of Ohio schools came down. Saw so, uh, Mountain Union, John Carroll, Heidelberg, but like I, I don't get to throw football that much anymore. So. When I'm out there, like, helping out, doing different things, and it's over, like, a seven-hour period, you come to realize, like, you're throwing as, as much as you'd throw during the, probably the course of a week back when I was playing because there's a ton of kids out there and, and quarterbacks and people, and you're, you're throwing to different people, you're catching, throwing it back, all kinds of stuff. So hate to complain about it, but, man, someone asked me, they're like, when's the last time you threw this many footballs? I was like, last year at this event? I think this is the only time I've been able to throw this much. So you're not out there slinging it around? 
any, no, any it's the kids' th- chance, man. So, so would you say we, that? And we, and we did have a couple kids out there who would who made themselves some money. They definitely got some opportunities to play at the next level. I mean, you threw the ball around with Lee at the Super Bowl. I mean, that yeah, that was a little mini ball, and we probably threw. Literally, this is no exaggeration, like 150th of the footballs that I threw Saturday. And Lee ended up with gangrene on his uh, on his knee. Yeah, Lee, how is that doing, by the way? Scab finally uh, fell off. Yeah. Gosh, man, that's been a long time. Yeah, it was, it was a it good. It looked like his leg was going to fall off. It was a good are, you, <laughs> are you a slow healer, Lee? No, I wouldn't say that. No. I mean, I, I would say that based on this one specific event. Yeah, I'm with you, Q. I mean, now, granted, it's, it's probably a disturbing. combination of, you know, your your diet, um, the lack of exercise, hey. and a lot of, yeah, maybe of personal alcohol. hygiene. But, yeah. Hey, hey you had a loaded milk Bring my hygiene day. into it. I'm just saying, there's probably a number of reasons why that could be an issue. <laughs> Lee, he did, he did question your hygiene. <laughs> I'm just saying. He did, he did get you there. There's no uh, way that uh, thing should have been hanging around that long. It was a, it was a decent rug bird. It was a good one. When I saw it, I thought immediately, <laughs> you need to go get tumble. checked out. That's what I thought. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I'm sorry. Sam, I just want to give you a hug. Really. <laughs> Sam, what do fart drops have to do with Lee's gangrene on his, his knee? His bad diet. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I had some jambalaya this weekend, and it's still lingering. Oh, God. Oh, 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 <laughs> Sam, good luck, buddy. Uh, and you had a loaded milkshake, Lee? Uh, well, I had tasted the loaded milkshake. What I, is a loaded milkshake, by the way? It's a milkshake with some booze in it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I I preferably go with rum or no not rum I go with um, <laughs> bourbon with my milkshake but this one had rum in it. How oh. how much do you put in like a shot? Uh well th- that's what they give you but you got to put in more than a shot. <laughs> Wait, did you bring a <laughs> mini bottle in and, uh, and and pour the rest in? Well d- no because I wasn't planning on it I was planning on going to Margaret. <laughs> Thank you I was planning on going to Margaritaville this is part of my IR and it was uh, closed for a private event. We were even dressed in Margaritaville attire, of course, me and Todd, and they still wouldn't let us in. Well, yeah, it's, it's close for a private event. <laughs> but Why we, would it let you in? <laughs> because we have Margaritaville he's, attire he's, he's on. Got, he's got a plastic parent on his shoulder. You sure I can't get in? No, sir. So you were still trying closed. to make it look like you worked there? Well, I mean, we knocked on the door. I mean, we weren't. I'm the dude. Yeah. What kind of person books out at Margaritaville for an event? I'm just... Yeah, couldn't couldn't figure that one out. So we actually ended up uh, trucking our way over to uh, Johnny Rockets, where they have liquid milkshakes. (laughs) Yeah, good milkshakes. I love Johnny Rockets. See, I thought Lavar was eating there. I must have missed that on the text chain. No, I was at uh, Mastros. Yeah, oh, you. Same thing. Milkshake. AP. Yeah, you can't eat it. Oh, that's right. You were. I drink it up. <laughs> I had a couple of LeVar Allens, you know, talked about a few things, you know, heard a few things. Yeah, what'd you hear? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, just heard a few things. You were with, you were with AP, right? That's right. My new favorite coach and my new favorite team. There you go. <laughs> no IR to report. Um, can I, uh, I don't have I'm an a IR. Vegas, I'm a Vegas Raiders fan. I don't have an IR, but I've got a uh, like a proud parent. Can I? Yeah, let's hear it. Right, so, I've got a problem with people that don't push their shopping carts back to the front of the store. It really irritates me. It's always irritated me. And a couple of weeks ago, I was my son and I were at the store, and I was uh, carrying him back, and I was pushing the cart back, and I was just telling him like, "Hey, 
So this is what you should do when you're at the store. Push the cart all the way back. And I pointed out all the carts that were in the parking lot. And I called all those people lazy. I was like, they're lazy. They're lazy. Like, that's bad. That's bad. I don't think anything of it. We go to the store yesterday, and I'm pushing the cart back. And I'm carrying him again. And I don't even say it. And he just says to me, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy and looked around at all the carts just laying around the parking lot there that you lazy a-holes are too are too scummy to bring back to the front of the store. So I'm doing my job and I'm proud of my son that he was taking notes and listening and he's not going to be one of those scumbags. Yeah, that's in the gym, too. I posted a picture on that horrible gym. Oh, people that leave their weights around? Take your weights off, re-rack them. If you bring a a barbell over or something, return it to barbell. That's right. Alicia, if you're listening, put the weights back, all right? (laughs) Put them back. Put them back the right way. Ah, Mess up my weight room. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.